0: Hey, guys, if you really like this episode, please support our podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Talko Supremo. Hey, John. I'm not entirely sure how easy it will be to find information on this guy. His name is Sylvester Matuska. He's real, real old. I came across his name while looking into paraphilia because he has an odd one. I love your show, Cassie. Hmm. Matt Tuska. Oh, here's a quote. I wrecked trains because I like to see people die. I like to hear them scream, and I like to see them suffer. Hmm. Oh, well. All aboard! Here comes a train. Choo choo. Here comes a train. It's rolling on the tracks. Gonna get there fast. Yeah. Choo choo. Here comes a train. I could spend all day. All right. That is a uh, song, The Train Song by Blippy Music. It's kind of a blues clues type of thing for your toddler. I really think my nephew would actually get a kick out of that. But anyway, let's get on track with today's episode.
1: Welcome back, guys. Thank you.
2: To Talk Murder to Me. Feels like it's been a while. Well, considering I had no idea what planet I was on earlier today.
1: You were like Hubble when he got back from um, his uh, trip to the ER. Yeah. Poor little guy. Thanks for everybody whos who's been checking in on how Hubble's doing. He got bit by a uh, baby copperhead in our backyard on Saturday night. So he had a fun trip to the emergency room. Got some anti venom treatment, and now he's super hubble and doing very well.
0: All right, shout out to Grace because she actually guessed the story correctly.
1: Oh, did anyone else guess?
0: No, it was just her, from what I saw.
1: <gasps> oh, because they all mm. knew that she was right.
0: No, I don't think I don't. That's why I asked you if if you knew this story.
1: I don't even know what the hint is by definition. Um, what what's the hint? What does it mean?
0: This is a viaduct. There's nothing to do with water. It's now, no, it's bridge, a tunnel. No, not, she said
1: it was a tunnel.
0: No, not the tunnel. That's a bad picture. Not the tunnel, the bridge. Oh. oh. Let me show you. This is a viaduct.
2: Oh, like oh. an upside down bridge. What? Or just a bridge. It's a train
0: bridge. Guys, come on. It's an
2: upside bridge. down bridge. Well, because, like, this particular one, the, like, usually, The round things go over the bridge. This one, it's like an upside-down bridge.
0: Okay, according to Webster, a viaduct is a long bridge-like structure, typically a series of arches carrying a road or railroad across a valley or other low ground. So it has nothing to do with water, even though a lot of them actually go over water. Here, let me show you.
2: Oh, okay. Ah. A
0: lot of them go over uh, rivers and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, these are all viaducts.
2: Ooh, so it's pretty. like an
0: aqueduct. Aqueduct is the same. Aqueduct is the same structure, the old ones in Greece, but they instead of trains, they carry water. All right, we're going to uh, September 13th,
1: 1931.
0: Ooh. Shortly after midnight.
1: I believe I said
0: 1930s. Yeah, you did. And... We did it, We did a goulash tonight. Yes. So uh, what country, Nicole, is known for their goulash?
1: I guessed Hungary. And you were correct. <gasps> yeah! <laughs> right on. So far, I've got the year and the location. This is awesome. What did you
0: guess for the happenings?
1: Um, I said it was a murder on the Orient Express.
0: Well, that's completely wrong. Oh, but anyway. Sh- all right. So we're going to September 13th, 1931, shortly after midnight, a high railway viaduct, which I'll show you here in a second, near Batorbagi, baggy. which was 10 miles away from Budapest. Now, we're ah, in, have you been there?
1: I have. Bajordi. And I've had goulash.
0: Tell us about Hungary.
1: Um. It wasn't my favoriteest of places to visit. Uh, but the architecture was neat. Um I kinda don't remember too much because I had a like the worst sinus infection. But I remember learning about all the places people that were from there, which I don't remember who was from there. And what, what the fuck
2: are you talking that was the about the most like <laughs> Like, I, I asked you to tell me if you liked it or not.
1: <laughs> I didn't really like it, to be honest with you. Although that was where I had my first experience tasting bra- calves' brains. Someone Ew. else ordered it, and um, it was like in their dishes, like scrambled eggs. Oh,
0: are you talking oh, about? You couldn't um, pay
1: me to eat that haggis. No, haggis oh. is something different. Haggis is Scottish.
0: Okay, so we haggis. are going to uh, Budapest. Ten miles away from Budapest, this is the the actual site we're going to tonight. That's the viaduct that we're going to, that actual place. I'm putting some—I found I found these pictures, like, on Flickr and stuff like that. These are just random people taking photos. I'm putting these on talkmer.com. I've already got the post, so go and check these out. This is 10 miles away from Budapest. The railroad valley actually crosses the Fuzes Creek, F-U. The U has the two dots above Excuse
2: it. Excuse me. What did I do to you? <laughs>
0: Vuzez uh. Creek. I don't know. I can't pronounce any of this shit. September 13th, shortly after midnight. I mean, it's, you know, nice, cool night. The train is barreling down the track. Choo choo. Here comes a train. Choo choo. Here comes a train. This is the Budapest Cologne train.
1: Oh, Cologne's in Germany.
0: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So, all these train names I've been noticing. I think they're just—instead of, like, the Orient Express, they just say Budapest-Cologne. It's like, well, it, it goes, ends in Budapest yeah, yeah. yeah and starts in Germany or yeah. something like that.
2: Well, personally, I think that the best trains are Thomas and Percy and the other friends. Gordon.
0: What about Blippi? No. Very quiet night. This is kind of a remote village. There's not—I mean, there's more civilization there now, but at the time— it was not very much and if you can see the the bridge there the viaduct that's 82 feet off the ground shortly after midnight a loud explosion occurs oh no boom this is from the guardian September 14th, 1931.
2: 24
1: persons were killed outright or died within a few hours, and 21 were so severely injured that some are likely to die when half of the Budapest Cologne Express was thrown some 90 feet into the ravine bridged by the viaduct by the explosion of a bomb supposed to have been set by communists. Huh.
0: So the Guardian article here that she read says 24. All in all, it was 28 people once the remainder of the four died in the hospital. Now, there were hundreds in the hospital. Out of those hundreds, 28 died. Most didn't die, but they were severely injured. A lot of them were handicapped for the rest of their lives. Wow. I mean, you have a train, and you're looking at the viaduct now. You have a train that had barreled off that. You see that viaduct? Yeah. Look how that looks. Now, this is the picture of what happened. (gasps) Wow. So I'm putting this picture on TalkMore.com. This is the actual wreckage the day after. So you can see it's the same viaduct and the people that have died. And then it says, A letter lying on a milestone and weighted down with a smaller stone was found 40 yards from the scene of the disaster. It read, quote, Workmen, you have no rights, but we shall obtain them by taking forcible action against the capitalist, each month you will hear from us. Our comrades are at home everywhere. Do not fear; the supply of petrol will not run out. End quote.
2: Yeah. Yeah. that's just how I re- That's how I imagine it being spoken. as. Uh,
0: the letter uh. was signed by uh, the translator. That's why <laughs> he went by.
2: He's like stroking his little yeah. twirly mustache.
0: It also says mysterious telephone messages were received at the East Station Budapest just after the explosion from Copenhagen and London. A voice speaking in German asked whether an accident had occurred to the express going to Vienna and Cologne. You see, it's the same oh, yeah. the, same yeah. column there, same everything. So it's the same thing.
2: Wow. Same
0: place. That's and a cool you, picture. You see that it made it like three cars across the first it's... viaduct so was passage the... and it fell.
1: So was the bomb planted on the viaduct or on the train?
0: It was planted on the the train tracks right before the viaduct. So what happened, it was like an IED blast. This is basically an IED story before IEDs got their name. But uh, basically he waited for a few cars to go onto the actual bridge and then exploded a bomb which set the first passenger car's literally toppled off the ravine and smashed right into the ground. Everyone that was in the front cars, the ones you're looking at right there on the front in the picture, all those people were dead. The ones that were severely injured are like up here in cars three and four. What you're looking at right now, the rubbish, these were train cars. These look just like These other cars before it Um, happened.
1: It's like shreds.
0: Complete shreds. So I'm putting that picture on TalkMur.com. So who would do this? The Guardian article mentioned communism.
1: And this is well before communism was like a real—well, I mean—
0: no, it was Different. during the time period. This was the perfect time for it. 1930s. So World I was, War One ended, and and the Nazi Party is starting to take over now.
1: And I was thinking, I was thinking in terms of the U.S. It was well before it was. Up. Oh like yeah, before no. MacArthurism. Yeah.
0: But this was since this is in uh, Hungary, which and I don't want to go into the history of Hungary because simply I don't really know it. Um, some facts about this: the locomotive and most of the coaches plunged off of the crossing. Several of them burst into flames, as you can see from the picture right there. Like, I mean, you can see the burnt wreckage.
2: It doesn't look like there's a lot around there, even in the modern-day picture, either. So yeah, like...
0: it's very remote. If you go into this part of Hungary, Biatorbágy. Bajot- I don't know how to say
2: that. Baggy.
0: Um, but anyway, that's kind of like the city, so it is more densely populated here than anywhere else. But the whole... Town is really rural. So, mm. all right, twenty-four people were killed initially in the in the train crash. Four other people died in the hospital. Now, I saw two reports. One said twenty-eight killed, totally. Another said twenty-nine. So, I'm not really sure the exact number, but it's one of those two. One hundred and twenty-eight other passengers were very seriously injured. I'm talking about ha- being handicapped for the rest of their lives. Wow. Let's go over That's some victims. Number. It's really hard to find information on this story because I I feel like during the time, this sounds bad. Yeah, they, they were concerned about the train bomber, but during the time there were bigger problems, you know, going on in the world. The society right now around Budapest and in Hungary was the morale and everything was very low already. So people... Didn't give much weight to this train bombing incident. This is from The Guardian, December 3rd, 1931.
1: A new gloom in Budapest. This is the first of three articles in which a special correspondent of the Manchester Guardian describes the results of his recent mission of inquiry into Hungary. From our special correspondent, Budapest, November. Within a year, Budapest has been transformed from a living city, into one half-dead. Zombies. All seems hushed and dreary now compared with the bustle of even a few months ago. Cafes, theaters, and hotels are almost empty. In the great restaurant, as the palatial and pompous as any in the world, the stiff-shirted waiters stand idly about, the gypsy bands play their wailful music, but there are hardly any guests at all, even in the lunch or dinner hour, when they always used to be crowded. There is hardly any traffic in the streets and hardly anyone buying in the shops. Even the last few weeks have been perceptibly deepened. The depression that and and have spread anxiety and a kind of subdued panic.
0: So it was pretty shitty over there anyway. So but anyway, I did find a few newspaper articles with some victims names in it. So I'm going to go ahead and read uh, some of those. The victims of this, you have two English women one named Heidi Turnwalls, and the other one was not identified. Basically, that's how hard it is to get information about this. Mm. There was an American named Rudolf Mavatny, and from The Guardian on the September 15, 1931, quote, Mr. Harry Clements, one of the English passengers involved in Sunday's Hungarian express train disaster, died from his injuries in hospital at Budapest yesterday morning. He was a 32-year-old man, and he was an engineer living in London. And another sad fact that I found was he was returning home with his wife, a Hungarian fiance named Miss Aronka Medvetsky, And she actually lived, but she was in the same hospital with both of her legs broken. Oh, so. Yeah, and that's all I could find on these victims. I mean, there's I'm telling you, the information is scarce. And another reason is the American papers didn't cover this at all. So, yeah. like I'm I'm looking at like The Guardian is in London. They're probably the best source of information I could get any, you know, extra information on this that's, because any other papers I can't I can't read cuz they're not in English, you know what I'm saying? That's
2: interesting though. Because there was an American victim, you'd think that it'd get some coverage. I mean, I guess it's different now than yeah. <clears throat> it was back then. And then, yeah, yeah people are dying every day with the depression going on. So Yeah.
0: So anyway, another victim, Miss Hilda F O W L D S Fouds. She was the headmistress of Gibbs High School for Girls and she lost her life during the wreck before she became a headmistress. She was an honors graduate and a little quote from one of the papers I found.
1: Her affection for Hungary took her to that country every summer vacation, and she was returning from there to her school for the term, which commences on Thursday. She was a keen supporter of the League of Nations and started a branch of the Union at the school.
0: All right, so let's go over the evidence right quick. There was some stuff found at the scene. Number one, there was a piece of fuse.
1: Is that what, like, starts the bomb?
0: Yeah, so if you think of like a cartoon, you know where they had the big yeah the big uh, string wick,
1: like the Wile E. Coyote. Yeah.
0: So the papers were playing off the communist role that this was probably a communist group. There was a piece of paper that was left by the scene. It was basically a little piece of scratch paper that was held down by a, a like a rock. Whoever put it there wanted people to find it, but it said, "quote." If the capitalists of the world do not give us work, we know how to make it. So, ooh, that's dark. Yeah, very Marxist. If you if you yeah. ask me, like you know, what I'm saying there was also a small traveling bag filled with nitroglycerin that was that actually had connected wires that was leaving from the bag connected to a small flashlight battery. Hmm. So this is an IED, an improvised explosive device. I've known plenty of them damn things, literally heard them blow up meters from me. They're not fun. And now the Taliban's putting them in trees, which I'm so glad I'm not over there now, because, like, fuck that.
1: Putting them in trees. Yeah, they put them
0: in trees. So, but anyway, only five of the rear coaches remained on the tracks thanks to the air brakes. Okay, a university student from Hungary was arrested on the same morning for suspicion when he was seen photographing another railway bridge. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Planning his next attack. student planning his next attack. Now, rescue workers, as you see from the picture you're looking at of the wreckage, they spent all night in the next few days cleaning this mess up. They worked all night, and they used torches, literally torches. They don't have iPhones with flashlights on them. They had torches. That's all they had. Mm -hmm. And they would rappel down from this viaduct, the top of the viaduct, and try to get into the cars and pull the remaining. And now they're pulling dead bodies out. They're not. But they're pulling some alive out and most dead. In fact, six bodies and 12 injured persons were found in one of the coaches that you're looking at. So you find six dead bodies and then 12 injured but still alive. That's pretty good. Yeah. A quote from one paper that I found, the difficulty of rescuing the injured was intense, owning to the slope of the ground on which the wreckage was piled up. And if you go to talkmer.com, I'm putting that picture. Let's talk about this thing that maybe Jen can help us with. It's a um, psychology word that I can't even pronounce right. So there is this term in psychology called symphorophilia. Symphorophilia s-y-m-p-h-o-r-o philia okay so philia is like a sexual kind of fetish thing from what i was looking up a symphorophilia is basically in a nutshell getting sexual gratification off watching major disasters and catastrophes
1: oh okay
0: so this this Here's an interesting article oh, that I'm putting in the sources on talkmar.com It's from scientific— That is
1: a weird thing to be sexually yeah, attracted to. Yeah, we've
0: never—I've never even knew this was ex- existed. Because it has
1: nothing to do with, like, a body part or, like, no.
0: So this is from
1: Scientific
0: American. It explains this disorder well. The headline says, I don't mean to be Ford, but please park on my face. <laughs> What? So uh, it basically talks awkward. about, yeah. So it's it's almost like uh, sadism, getting sexual gratification off torture and being hurt or masochism, whatever. But like
1: catastrophe. I mean, there are some that like you could, I guess, like you could understand because they are still physical in some way.
0: Okay, Jen, you can read this since you're the psychology buff. There's nothing with dildos in here.
2: This particular paraphilia might fall under the broad heading of Symphorophilia, symfor- originally defined by sexologist John Money as arousal from stage managing or arranging a disaster, crash, or explosion, or arousal by accidents or catastrophes. There's no telling how many Symphorophiles symfor- are among us, but the next time you notice an unusually absorbed rubbernecker on the highway, check to be sure that both of his or her hands are on the wheel.
1: Whoa! Um,
0: yeah. Basically, this article says, if you see a rubber necker without his hands on the wheel, he may be rubber in his neck by masturbating.
1: Thanks. We got got, it. We got the euphemism.
0: There was one person at the scene of this crash that survived. Quote, I wrecked trains because I like to see people die. I like to hear them scream. I like to see them suffer.
1: And it's, but it's sexual.
0: He, this is the crazy part of this story. He Because obviously he's at the crime scene because he's getting sexual gratification off seeing it. It's not like he's blowing it up and then leaving. I mean, excuse me, it's not like he sets the booby trap and then leaves. He wants to see it because he's getting his sexual jollies off when it crashes. He takes it up another level though. Okay. This is fucking Crazy. He's there at the scene. He just blew up the train. All these people are dead. Now you got all these cops coming up there, and instead of booking it like he should do, he takes a jackknife and he cuts up his face to pretend like he was on the train as a fellow victim. <laughs> Which is fucking crazy. <laughs>
1: Weird. Yeah. You would think that they'd be like, okay, time to go to the hospital and force him to go somewhere. Exactly.
0: I'm going to go ahead and tell you, how he got caught, and we're going to go back... With
1: one hand down his pants.
0: Yeah. We're going to go back and talk more about him. But I just want to tell you how he got caught. This asshole pretends he was on the train. Then he files an insurance claim, which the insurance company was, you know, trying to process all these claims of hundreds of different people. Um, It's not that they didn't find his name, but he said, I was on the first coach, the first car. Which... And if you look at this crashed. picture right here, the first car is completely demolished. So he it was, was only the only, only survivor. According to him, he was the only survivor out of everyone in those first few cars, which is impossible. Right. So he is an idiot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he should have said he was in the caboose <laughs> yeah. and then maybe it would have worked. Exactly. That's the back of the train.
0: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that, that is how he got caught. He got caught because the insurance adjuster or whatever said, Hey, wait a minute. This guy, he either is lying and trying to get uh, free money out of a false claim and he, he wouldn't even end the train to begin with,
1: or avoidable mistake, dude. Like, exactly. come on. It's like fucking <laughs> gravity, like science, the first cars, you know, it's only the last cars that won't hit, hit the ground.
2: But keep that in mind. Wait, 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 wait. No, but his story is totally believable. He was in the first car, and he saw that there was a bomb, so clearly he jumped off the viaduct, and that's how he survived. He was wearing a parachute.
0: Just keep that in mind about why he did that, okay? Why he filed
1: the claim? Why
0: why do you think he filed a claim? He needed money. He needed money? Let me get into who this guy is right quick. Okay, this is the man in question, which I am not going to pronounce his name right. But I'm going to try. He looks like a train bomber. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, one of two only photos of him. Wow. His name is Sylvester Matsukuka. All right. So this guy is Hungarian-born. He lived in Vienna at the time. He had a beautiful wife named Irene, a 13-year-old daughter, which I don't know if it's disgusting, ironic, are just plain creepy. But for her birthday, she gets a new train set. Oh. <laughs> oh. Shit. That's oh. That's shit. Yeah, That's creepy. Now, Nicole said that, oh, maybe he filed the insurance claim because he needed money. He was actually a very successful businessman. This is his new hobby, derailing trains. And he actually built an entire studio... He bought land and everything and built an entire studio to map out his new hobby. He didn't need money at all. He was very wealthy.
2: Did, did he have any investments in the train company so, so that a tragedy like this would pay him out? That's a
0: really good question, and I, I couldn't find any. That's a really good question. He did have several investments in small businesses. I couldn't find any train companies. That's a very good question, though. He owned shares in several small businesses. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Not much is known about this guy besides he was a a very successful businessman, a director of a construction supply firm in Vienna. He was born in 1892 in the Hungarian village of Kazantivar.
1: (laughs) Kazantivar. Sounds like something from um, Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah. Now, now is, uh, which is now in northern Serbia. And he was trained as a mechanical engineer. He served as a junior officer in the Austro-Hungarian Army, where his specialty was...
1: Trains. IED.
0: Explosives. (laughs) Trains.
1: (laughs) Trains.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the back of the train.
1: The caboose.
0: He served as a local parish council. He was a very loyal husband and father. And as I said, ironically, for Christmas, he gave his daughter a toy train set, which I thought was so fucked up.
1: <laughs> so how many trains did he derail and, or explode in his... That's a great question, Nicole. And in fact, the
0: next section is called failed train attempts. New Year's Eve. Now, when did I say this was? I said it was September 13, 1931. So now we're going to 1930 New Year's Eve. Okay, so probably eight months before. This is in a remote Austrian village. Now, this is the first known attempt that he's had because mm. he failed at first. But, you know, like we like to say at TalkMore.com, you know, if you fail the first time, try, try again. And it was New Year's Eve, 1930, remote Austrian village. For reasons unknown, he was walking. It was Christmas Eve. You know, his daughter is playing with that new train set, going around the track. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a ravine. Ah. Anyway, he's walking by himself. A strong urge came to him.
2: He wanted to tie a lady up on the tracks and have someone grow a fake uh, mustache and go in the silent movies.
0: He said, I need to be present at a great catastrophe. One week later, after he decided to be at a great catastrophe, he was outside of a remote Austrian village. He loosened the bolts of the train track, which secured the track to the rail bed, and then... He left a note, you know, how he, he takes that note and puts the rock on it. The note read, quote, assault, exclamation mark, revolution, exclamation mark, victory, exclamation mark. Those three so words. So he's
1: trying to tie it to the whole yeah. communist thing. And
0: and the papers really did buy it. If you see all the different papers I pulled, they all suspected a communist uh, group, like a communist cell doing this, you know. Mm. And it was one guy, and he wasn't. I don't. He wasn't even political, which is kind of crazy.
1: Well, it was a cover up. It was. A, yeah, to he just wanted to get off. his
0: jollies off.
1: Yeah. After preparing his ambush, Matuska hid behind some nearby bushes and waited. As the hours rolled on, he was consumed by the silent paroxysms of anticipation. As he would later testify, this waiting was pro- was the most horrible moment of my entire life. I have never suffered as much or hoped as
2: much. That's twisted.
0: What you just read was from. A guy named Seth Lorentzki, he is an author of A Very Good Overview. I'll put the link on talkmore.com. This is from his Medium post, and we're going to be reading a little bit from that. The train is barreling down the track. Choo-choo, here comes a train. Choo-choo, here comes a train. That didn't work. The train actually just went right over it. I mean, all he did was, like, loosen the bolts of the rail.
1: Not enough, not not, enough. not drastic enough.
0: And like I say, if you don't succeed the first time,
1: try try again.
0: Build a bomb. <laughs> <That> was fucked. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, what happens to the bomb on the bus? A month later, he tries again. This time, I'm not. You know what? I'm not gonna. Yeah, I I loosened the bolts last time, and it didn't work. The train went right over it. So now I'm gonna take a spare section of this train and put it across the rail. You know, kind of scoot those, you know, Bill Clinton obviously threw those bodies on that rail. I'll kind of scoot them over. I'll put the side rail, like, horizontal. Okay?
2: Ah, okay. If
0: you guys don't get the Bill Clinton thing, you go back and go listen to l- Boys, listen to on, Boys Track. on the
2: Tracks. Parts 1 and 2.
0: <laughs> this crazy story um, cover Um,
1: And just check back with us after you listen to it and make sure we're yeah. still alive.
0: A month later, he tried again. He put the rail horizontal across the train tracks and the construction. And the conductor saw the obstruction. Okay, that didn't work at all. The obstruct... Why am I keep fucking this thing up? The conductor saw the obstruction and stopped. But now, guess what? The police know it's foul play. Okay? They know someone is doing this. How did this get here? Exactly. And they know it's escalating. They didn't know about the first one.
1: Because they're all in this kind of a similar area right? Uh, like, he's not well, going I mean, that No, far. not really. Bolts, he,
2: bolts can loosen naturally, yeah. but rails don't just decide to flip on their own.
0: Yeah. It's not all in the same area. For instance, August 8th, 1931, he tries again. This is a German town of Guterbog. <laughs> Guterbog. Guter. Guterbog. We're going down on the Guterbog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our
2: German fans are not going to appreciate
0: you at all. The Basel-Berlin Express train was traveling over a... Viaduct. Viaduct. Choo-choo, here comes a train. Choo-choo, here comes a train. When a tremendous blast tore apart 10 feet of the track, the locomotive and eight passenger cars rolled down this bank and into a shallow ravine. Now, this is... What that looks like. This is, that ain't that bad. This is them recovering Mm -hmm. it. No one died, okay? Okay. No one was killed. This is his third
2: time. I mean, this guy sucks. Maybe you should pick up another hobby, bro. Killing people clearly isn't your jam.
1: Also, where is he, like, hiding to watch all this happen? He's right
2: by it. Like, he's, like, in the bushes. I know, but he's,
1: like, all right, got his... Hand on his junk, like ready to go. I don't I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's how, like, this is Come
0: on. Chooka, 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 Ew, chooka, that was so fucked up. <laughs> that
2: was <laughs> never going to get that. Burned into uh, my brain. So instead, I'm just going to sing. Everybody's doing the brand new dance now. Come on, you should have on, baby. seen my hand Do
0: movements, the people. Out there. There was a copy of a newspaper section of the newspaper called the Der Angriff. That's the supposed what to be German Der Angriff. It means the attack in American, which was a the
1: <laughs> in American the Der
0: Angriff was actually a part of Nazi Berlin's regional office. Oh. That newspaper clipping was found really close to the site. So obviously all of these newspapers are reporting communism. A reward of 100,000 Reichsmarks were offered
2: for information leading to the arrest. It probably equals out to about 200,000 doubloons.
0: Now let's talk about the arrest and the trial. This is a photo of Matsuki Sylvester getting arrested.
1: So he's got a beard now.
0: Putting down talk murder. Yes, exactly. He, he grew a beard. He also said as a teenager, this is the first time we're seeing who the hell this guy is. He's in trial testifying, you know, for himself as a teenager. He claims that he had a strange encounter with a carnival hypnotist that had put him under a trance, which invited an oppressive demon named Leo into his body, kind of like the son of Sam. Now, the spirit, Leo, had an obsession with train wrecks.
2: <laughs> this is what
0: he's telling the jurors.
2: But why didn't it start sooner then? Right.
0: Because when he was walking on the tracks at New Year's Eve, and then he had an epiphany. Oh, maybe I should say epiphany. S- epiphany. <laughs> he was like, maybe... I should be at a great catastrophe. That's when Leo came up. It was like, yo, I've been in your body for like all these years, man. Yo, like, I want to see this train. You know what I'm saying?
1: Okay, but aside from that story, why did he start it so late? The epi- he still had an epiphany later. Like, I don't know why he started so late. Yeah.
0: Well, may- maybe this will help you. The prosecutors and the court amassed a huge collection of evidence against this guy. I mean, they got everything. Now, one of the prime things they brought out as evidence was, and I'm going to read this from the uh, Medium article, apparently a later forensic examination of the trousers Matzuki had worn oh, no. on the night of the disaster Uh-oh. revealed evidence that he had found sexual relief
1: no!
0: ejaculation, Ew. At the moment of the crash.
1: How do they know at the moment and, of the crash? An expl-
0: Whoa. An, an explanation later seconded by Matzuka's own unapologetic testimony. So in the Medium article, he says, he keeps referring to a, a quote, second explosion. And I was like, Ew. what second explosion? Oh my And then God. it makes sense because the first explosion goes. And then as soon as the train crashes, you know, the... Exactly, we get it. We get it. We, we get it. Thank you know, we, yeah, you yeah,
1: didn't need to explain that. <laughs> ew. Crazy.
0: And they they actually pulled his trousers up at the trial. But how do
1: they know the exact? He's like, moment. Look at this.
0: This is semen. Didn't,
1: they, didn't he wash his pants?
0: It's like, touch it. It's all gooey. No,
1: nope, it would be crusty as cardboard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they could like
0: break it in half.
1: It's <laughs> <The pants laughs> so nasty. <laughs> it's crispy. was not that from, um, <laughs> So he admitted
0: he... Yeah, he admitted everything. Yeah.
1: yeah. After he realized that his whole evil spirit, Leo, was not working. Okay.
0: So another very interesting thing about this case is he didn't just kill the 29 people on the train. There were two other people that died as a result of his actions that had nothing to do with him. What I mean by that is the sensational news called the anti-communist government in Hungary to declare martial law. And what they did was they rounded up all the communists they can find and the suspected synthesizers. Two underground leaders, Emre Salia and Sandor First, when, you know, the U with the two dots above it, were arrested, and after their trial, now the trial only took two hours. They were communists. Oh, wow. Now, they, they were arrested for being communists. The jurors are like, yeah, these guys are bad. Kill them. They took them straight outside out of the courthouse as these two communists are screaming at the top of their lungs, quote, long live the dictatorship of the proletariat, okay, end quote. They were hung, hanged, right there in front of everyone. It
1: was martial law. It's crazy. We need to figure they were out what communists. the appropriate term is. I think it's it? hanged.
0: As Europe teetered between the poles of communism and fascism, each of them promising the frightened masses a solution, but neither of them a bloodless one. Matzuka's acts of industrial-scale terrorism seemed like proof of a world coming apart at the seams. That's a great little uh, Mm. writing about that. So what, this guy get executed? What happened? Anyone want to take a guess? Matzuki, Uh,
1: the mass murderer. He is sent to a labor camp.
0: Okay. The train bomber... Served six years in Austria. He goes to Austria prison, serves six years. Then he gets moved to Hungary, his native land, and they convert his death penalty sentence into a life imprisonment. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he just basically stayed there till he died, right? He avoided the death penalty by going back to his homeland. And like I was trying to explain, all the chaos and crazy shit that was going on at the time, World War II started to happen, you know, is now like the 40s, okay? He's like serving his prison sentence, and he actually escaped from a prison in Vach and disappeared, and no one has heard from him oh, wow. since.
1: <laughs> now, I thought you were going to be like, and the— <laughs> And the army hired him so he could build IEDs.
0: No, it's kind of like um, Sade Abe. Mm, she yeah. disappeared. Well, that's a good point you brought up. In the 1950s, it was suspected that he was you know, working with, with the communist forces in Korea huh. on their you know, oppression team, building and planting explosives because wow. he was spotted. Some people had spotted him. But he was never arrested again, and he just kind of faded into obscurity. Much like Sade Abe,
1: the penis
0: snatching geisha.
1: That was a good one. Interesting. In the end, of course, Hungary's turn to the far right would have occurred regardless of Svilsvetster's Matsuka or his crimes. But the murder and maiming of several dozen innocent passengers by a sexually unfulfilled crackpot served as a flashpoint, a uniquely modern moment in which can be attack on mass transportation. An accelerated news cycle and ambient fear collided to produce a shockingly ugly outcome.
0: That's the story right there. That's as much information as you're going to find on the story. If you really enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use. If you really like this episode, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our bomber, go to TalkMirror.com slash join. Become a talk us primo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research and dedicate it to you on the talkmirror to me podcast. My name is John here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time,
2: come on, ride the train. You ride it. Ooh, ooh. Nicole. It's from Spice World.
0: Thank you. Oh, that is that was cheating.
2: It was not. Oh, That's... you know what?
0: Fuck, I gotta go on the record. What? So I'm playing Words of Friends last night <laughs> and talk about cheating. She I thought it was a fucking nightmare. I woke up in sweats and then I realized that this is actually real life. She cheated and she made a 257-point word. What? <laughs> <laughs> what was the word? Do you remember? Fuck no. <laughs> what did it mean? You don't know. <laughs> the word was atrazine. <laughs> it was like a atrazine, chemical compound. Atrazine,
1: and I used the Z on a triple letter. <laughs> it was on a triple word, and I used all the letters.
0: <laughs> and this was, it's and not it was like at the very end where it's like, ah, oh, fuck, that was a great play. You beat me.
1: This was like the second
0: turn. So like I had to finish really the entire not. game another thirty turns, knowing I'm gonna get beat because there's no way I could win. So I literally had to tr- sludge through the entire game, knowing that it was just.
2: I give you credit for playing it out instead of resigning. He <laughs> really wanted I to. I wanted to
0: resign, but last time I resigned, she didn't play for like five days.
1: John, let's be honest. How many Blippi videos did you watch today?
0: Just like five or six.
1: <laughs> Hundred.